The Sixers avoid a massive collapse against the Lakers last night. We'll break down everything that happened, but before we get into that, I want to let all of you know, in case you missed it, I am back covering the Eagles. That is right. I have joined A to Z Sports Philly as their Eagles content creator. I'm thrilled and excited and humbled about this opportunity, and all the Eagles coverage will be coming at you over on A to Z Sports Philly's YouTube channel, so I will drop that down in the description and the comments section. Don't get it twisted. None of the Sixers content will change. All of that will remain here on this channel. But for all Eagles-related coverage, I know a lot of you have come over the years for the Eagles coverage. All of that will now be on A to Z Sports Philly. I'm truly thankful for all of you that have helped you know, engage over the years and watch the videos, the live streams. Just push the content around. I really appreciate it. Do me a favor. Go over to A to Z Sports Philly. Subscribe to them and let an Eagles fan know about that channel. This is a huge step for my career. And it would not be possible without you. I will see you all on the debut show tomorrow, halftime and post game live on A to Z Sports Philly. What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Philly Take with RB and O to do. Hit the like button, subscribe to the show right now, ring the bell. Don't miss any of the upcoming content. What a night it was last night. The Sixers at home get the W against the Lakers. LeBron and them coming into town, and it felt like the game was over. And then with a minute to go, you're up nine, and then somehow you collapse. It goes to OT. It was just an unbelievable night. The crowd was chirping. There was a lot going on. I was in attendance, and I'm going to tell you about everything that I saw and everything that happened, at least my best perception of how this went down. I did a post-game live last night outside the arena, so go check out my immediate thoughts from that. I don't really want to repeat myself too much, so I figure the best way to go about this is now that I have the film in front of me, we can break down the last couple minutes and talk about what really happened last night. It was an absolute roller coaster of emotions. I was almost sick at one point. I thought heads were going to start turning, but at least the Sixers pulled out the win. I'm happy we got the dub and we're back above 500. But we there are some things we need to talk about. Before we get into that, though, shout out to the sponsor of today's show, Manscaped, leading provider of below-the-waist men's grooming products. They are killing it right now, and they're doing an entire sale for the holiday season. Christmas coming up. 20% off and free shipping on any item on manscaped.com. Obviously, you have the Performance Package 4.0, which is their best seller, the Lawnmower 4.0, the Weed Whacker, Crop Preserver, Crop Toner. But in addition to that, they've stepped it up to the Platinum Package 4.0, which includes their two in one shampoo and conditioner, their deodorant, their body wash, and a lot more great products. You definitely have to check this out. Christmas season coming up, you want to stay on top of your hygiene game. The Lawnmower 4.0, though, is obviously my favorite item. The skin-safe technology, the cutting-edge ceramic blade, and obviously the LED flashlight to help you avoid nicking the jewels. Manscaped has you covered with all these items and more all holiday season long. Go over to manscaped.com. Check out all their items. Use promo code Philly. Take it 20% off and free shipping. Trust me, your lady will thank you. All right, we got to talk about last night. I want to start off with the box score. I don't want to go too deep into it, but I do want to highlight two players, two players that helped us win this game, okay? And that is Joel Embiid and DeAnthony Melton. Joel Embiid finished the game with 38 points, 14 for 19, 12 rebounds, 5 assists. Still, we know Joel can do these things on a nightly basis. So it came with no surprise to me. I was, though, like, 
absolutely just shell-shocked after he had 20 points in the first quarter. Like, there seems to be certain games where Joel gets up, right, against LeBron and Giannis and all these guys. He was just on a different level. He was banging guys. He was shooting step-back threes and really the highlight plays of the night because I was trying to remember them last night on the post game. It just was all going crazy at one time, but Joel Embiid threw it down. I believe it was over Thomas Bryant. He almost, like, I was sitting 10 rows. In fact, I have pictures to show you guys uh, where I was sitting at. Um, I was sitting, like, 10 rows from the court, but I was lined up with the side of the rim. So I was watching all this happen, and when I saw Joel Embiid go up and almost throw it down on Anthony Davis, that was right after Tobias Harris, of all people, almost did it. I almost lost my mind. I thought he was going to do it. That would have been the dunk of the year. Um, I wish he would have got it done. Here's some pictures. There's James Harden. So, uh, yeah, it, it was a great game to go to. I will say the fandom was absolutely insane with the Lakers fans or the LeBron fans, I guess I should say, because uh, I've never been in a sporting environment like that. I mean, we're we're out there 50 minutes before a game just sitting in the seats, and everybody, all these LeBron fans are just gathering around the court just clapping and, and like they were just having the time of their life and and just celebrating every movement that man made I mean it is LeBron James I just have never seen that before in person um and there were a lot of Laker fans in the section you know they were going back and forth cheering John it was great great environment to be in um but yeah Joel Embiid finishes the game with 38 and DeAnthony Melton with 33 points a career night those two are the reason we won Talk about D-Melt stepping up in a huge way. 11 for 16, uh, four rebounds, two assists, seven steals out of D'Anthony Melton, eight for 12 from deep. Every time that man put up the shot, I said, that is going in. That was a money ball. Shout out to D'Anthony Melton. Uh, Harden did have 28. I did feel, though, early on in the game, you know, Harden was not attacking the mismatch. He was not attacking Pat Bev, who was chirping and complaining him, Russ, LeBron. They were just you know, complain in all game like they always do. And the Lakers are not a good team. I'm sorry. The best player on that team to me right now is Austin Reeves. Call it a hot take. That man, Austin Reeves, can shoot. He can shoot anywhere he was putting that ball up. What did he finish with? He finished with uh, 25 off the bench. 25. I mean, any shot he put up, the big three at the end of the game, we'll talk about that. It was just uh, unreal seeing that man go. And Anthony Davis did play pretty well as well but shout out to D-Melt had to give him his flowers um I want to give D-Melt a shout out on this stat too because listen to this man D'Anthony Melton is the first sixer to post 30 points eight threes and seven steals in a game and he joins Michael Adams as the only NBA player to do so since the debut of the three-point line that was a historical performance out of D'Anthony Melton and uh that is just absolutely nuts Sean Bernard shout out to my guy Post this, he says, uh, DeAnthony Melton scored a career at 33 points. Melton says the steals were his favorite part of the game. That is a true ball player right there. That is a winner. And he said he's given the jersey to his mom. Just beautiful. Just beautiful. Also, a couple more things before we get into this final couple possessions. Um, here's, the, here's the rundown of it. Okay, so the Sixers led by 16 with 4.05 to go. 12 points with 2.13 to go and nine with 34 seconds to go. That is what happened at the end of the game. And, and after the game, Doc Rivers was asked about it, and he started joking around. He said, I thought I would be up here 15 minutes ago. Here is uh, the breakdown of, of what happened last night. So let's kind of break this down a little bit. Um, 
So I have the the film pulled up here on the YouTube channel. Be sure to check it out. So let's go back a little bit. Uh, 4.50 to go. And we were up, what, 16 points. So at this game, I'm already mentally clocked out. I'm like, all right, we're going to win. Tons of Laker fans are leaving the arena. I'm like, all right, great, great. And um, yeah, you know, you thought it was over. 2.50 to go. We're up 12. Then we're up 10. Lakers are coming back slowly. They're crawling into it. Um, and really, the Sixers were just kind of forcing a few shots, and they were, you know, get, not getting back on defense too much. But we still had the game in hand. And then Russell Westbrook comes down and scores. Okay, so now we go down with a minute 33. We're up 10 points. We're up 10 points. There's no way. You hold on to the ball a couple times, the game's over. Sixers force another cross-court pass. LeBron takes it away. They go fast break all the way. Gets fouled and won. Can't do that. Now Joel's trying to control. 48 seconds ago, you're still up five points. Joel trying to get a bucket. They were triple teaming him since the you know, second, third quarter because he was out of his mind. I, you know, there just were not many games I saw like that first half-wise from Joel Embiid. He was losing his mind, and uh, he kicks it out for three. Melton knocks it down. You're back up eight points with 43 seconds to go. There's no way you're up nine points with, with that amount of time, with 34 seconds. There's no way this, this should be a tied game. I thought it was over by any means. Westbrook kicks it out. Bev goes in for an easy two. So that takes us down 23 seconds. You're still up five, and this is where the chaos starts. So, um, you know, the Anthony Melton tries to throw a full court pass. And honestly, you cannot do this, um, you know, as an NBA team, right? And Doc Rivers kind of used some of the timeouts. And I see a lot of people arguing about what the cause of this was. I think it was on everybody, right? The players got to be better inbounding the ball. They They just have to be more professional and know what to do in these situations. But the coach has to prepare for situations like this. You can't blow timeouts. And then, you know, as a result, you're trying to inbound and everybody's swarmed and guys only have a couple seconds. They don't know what to do. So we try to throw the full court pass and Tucker can't track it down. I'm literally sitting like right here, 10 rows back um, next to the word Philadelphia. I'm like, are you kidding me? They can't save it. The Lakers get it back. You're still up five points with 17 seconds. How does this happen? How does this happen? Bev brings it down the floor. He kicks, and I knew this was going in. Austin Reeves, I'm telling you, he is a sniper. And then here you go, 10 seconds to go. De'Anthony Melton at the free throw line, and he's going to miss. And that is a brutal you know, thing right there. He just can't do it. And then the second one, he knocks down. So it's a three-point game. And then this was probably the most frustrating part. And all of this just goes to show, you know, you got to be better. You got to prepare better. Uh, championship teams know how to handle these type of situations. There's no way in the playoffs you can let something like this happen. We have experienced a close to, you know, similar, you know, feeling and connection with a playoff game that just slips right out from under our feet. But this was the most frustrating. 10.5 to go. The inbound and Matisse Thibel, you know, Thibel got a couple minutes at the end of the first half. I thought he was great, you know, backdoor cuts, throwing it down. Just being a productive player, he's had limited minutes. It doesn't make sense what they're doing with Thibel. He needs to play more. And then he comes back in cold in the fourth, and here he comes cold at the end of the game. But this reminded me just of the Hawks series. This literally reminded me of that three-point game, 10 seconds. First off, you can't get beat around a screen. But second off, why are you reaching right there? 
He reaches, and you know it is the Lakers. They are going to call a foul, and Reeves puts it up. Everybody is losing their minds. I'm sitting there, hand on my head. I'm like, are you kidding me? They have a chance to tie it with nine seconds to go. But here's the craziest part. He makes two, and then he misses. He misses. The game should be over. If B tries to pull it in, might have been a foul, but they, they steal it away. And it goes out of bounds. So the Sixers are trying to inbound the ball. And look at this. Look at this. They got uh, DeAnthony. They got James Harden there. Melton's looking, scanning. Embiid's calling for it. So, you know, you're trying to get it to Embiid, but why is he standing so far away? And you lob it up. I mean, this is just not a good setup. That's the way I can describe it. And Davis gets physical and takes it away. And look at that. Russ, Davis, and foul. Now, that was a good way to get back and foul him, but, you know, it just looks like a circus act. Like, what are we doing here? Get the ball in and hold it and tuck it. Come on, man. Set a couple screens and get a guy open. So now they go back to the line, and I'm going to pull up the video. I can't believe they missed two of these. <laughs> a lot of the Laker fans left, and, and there were still a lot of them in there, LeBron fans, and we just can't believe what's going on. Let's be honest. If the Lakers make one of those free throws, if Austin Reeves doesn't let the pressure build up or Anthony Davis knocks this down, what happens to the Sixers? Drop a comment. Let me know. What if the Lakers had completed this comeback by hitting one of those final free throws. And it just goes to show how many crazy things happen in a basketball game, so minuscule or so, you know, little things you might not notice that add up to the outcome of a game. And Anthony Davis misses that. And it's just, it's crazy, man. And then we go to OT. And luckily, the Philadelphia 76ers end up winning the game. James Harden was great in overtime. He had a couple. Uh, you know, big shots, big free throws, and, and the Sixers get it done. Um, but the fact of the matter is, it should have never came down to that. How do you watch a lead diminish like that? Good teams don't do this. You have to be better. So I don't know how to feel about this game. I was happy to be there and like see just the scenery and the environment of it. And I'm happy we got the win. But should I be happy? Should I be happy? Should we be happy? Now we're a game above 500. Are we kind of floating in the territory where it's, you know, it's almost like no man's land. You know, are we going to get past the point we need to get past? Or should this thing go downhill before it goes back uphill? Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't know. Why can't the Sixers just win an easy game? Those are my thoughts. Give me yours down below in the comment section. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. As always, be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Like always, I will catch you all in the next one. Peace. Peace.